Ругун, Манас Сандер Десичниши, Шурал Майебе Чуваштрахан Джижурална, Халя Мускаура Бурнадаб, Халгадриебе Чувашла Галашадаб, Исир Флюеншуй Ледер. Welcome to the Fluent Show, a podcast all about loving, living, and learning languages. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fluent Show. My name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. And here on this show, we talk about everything and anything interesting from the world of learning another language. And you have reached me at a solo episode. Beep, 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 beep. Hello, solo episode here. It's me answering a listener question today. But first, I want to say a big thank you to Alexander, first of all, for the intro this week, which was in Chuvash. Love it, love it. Chuvash language. And listeners, I'm running a bit low on intros, so I w would like to remind you, if you haven't recorded an intro in your target language yet, you can do that really easily. All you need to say in your target language, any language of your choice, is your name, where you're from, what language you're speaking, and then you say, and you're listening to The Fluent Show. So you can do this in German, you can do this in Welsh, you can do this in Chinese, you can do it in Chuvash, you can do it in Thai. All languages are welcome and I really want to hear them all. You can record this simply on your phone using something like the voice memos function or you can use whatever recording equipment you have. doesn't have to be perfect, just has to be easy to, easy to hear. doesn't have to be easy to understand. And then you email that file mp3 or WAV file to Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N at fluentlanguage.co.uk. And that's all you need to do. And I'm really looking forward to your intros. There's, of course, somebody else to thank. And that is our wonderful sponsor. So let me remind you that The Fluent Show is sponsored and supported by italki italki is a platform where you can find one-to-one -one online tutors in a vast array of languages it is effective it is a fast way to learn the more you work with one-to-one -one tutors and i have experienced this by myself again and again and again the more you commit and work with those online tutors the faster you get to conversational skill the faster you you know like your your response time speeds up in terms of when they something you say something you say something and it's just it's true that human teachers especially compared to what robot apps are the best way to learn period you'll just make more progress faster And uh, if you disagree, that's uh, this is just my opinion. <laughs> you can, of course, write in. And the other advantage that you just do not get any other way is with a human, one-to-one, -one, wonderful teacher, you build up that relationship and you learn the real language. You learn how people really speak. And you also get to learn something cool about culture in your, in your target country. Like I recently learned new things about Beijing from my Chinese tutor, and often I have chatted to people in in about my you know my target language Welsh and learned more about you know with, with how people think about the northern dialect and the southern dialect and things that I can read about in books, but they kind of almost freak me out. And I, it's just really great to have that sort of second person there. So, and you can even find language coaches, I've recently heard. Language ultimately is for communication. So do connect with people around the world. 
that is so often what we really want out of language learning and why would we hold back in any way you don't need any basic level italki is there for you and it's a great place to start looking for your tutor if you don't know where to look and of course there is a voucher that you can get if you are a fluent show listener there's 10 free dollars on the table there you can just reach for them and take it if you're a new if you're a new italki user but even if you are an existing italki user do use that link if you want to support the fluent show i don't get any money from that but it makes them see that you're listening to this message and that you want to support the fluent show and with sponsorship that's what it's all about so the website is fluentlanguage.co.uk/italki and that'll send you straight to italki and if you're signing up for the first time that's also going to put that 10 dollars in your italki credits That's it. Thank you so much to Italki. Thank you so much to Alexander for the intro. And listeners, don't forget, you can send an intro. Challenge yourself, do it. This week, I'm answering a listener question from Erin, who wants to know more about applying what you learn, applying what she's learning. So Erin was writing to me last year as she was thinking about the fantastic opportunities that come from attending a language retreat. So I was sharing a story at the time with my with my listeners and with my newsletter readers about the difference I have seen between different German students, both people who I know who live in English speaking environment, both in America, who are learning German, committed, you know, they read German magazines and they're just kind of there doing it. And the difference I saw in one of them in in her speaking progress particularly the speaking when they came to a german retreat one of the german retreats that we ran last year in munich it was just such a difference such a difference in the speaking confidence such a difference in the speed and i concluded this is really language learning is all about applying what we learn we can't just sit um and i don't know like <laughs> you know with we we often think of this as sit with the books but in modern you know now it's like we can't just sit with the apps and we can't even just think okay tutor lesson once a week is me sorted so you you have to take it even one step further if you want one of those fantastic results that come from something like a language retreat and to summarize here are three things that i think make make the language retreat environment special. So I'm not advertising a language retreat to you, but I want to describe what it's like and what I see. And funnily enough, I'm about to, you know, hop on the train and go to Hamburg to host the German retreat. So this is this is why I do these retreats as a teacher. And this is what you can generally expect from them. And perhaps to give you a perspective of why they're a little bit different even to, okay, I'm just going to book a flight and then I'm just going to go to France and I'm going to, you know, be there. There are different ways of doing it though. So anyway, let's talk about what a retreat, what happens in a retreat. Number one, you get for a week or two, three, you know, whatever, whatever environment you choose, you get vast amounts, vast amounts of language contact in a very short period of time. Last time I kind of looked back on the retreat and I, I totted up hours in my head and I think you get in in a, the type of retreat that I run, which is fairly short, you still get 50 plus, 60, 50, 60 hours of just German or whatever your target language is in a week. Number two, 
you get the group environment. So you're not there on your own or you're not doing something like a homestay, which can be intimidating, but might be great for some people. But in, in the retreat environment, you're with a group of other learners. So you get that group support. You get that, oh, I know a grammat I know a grammatical kind of website that explains this thing really well. You know, you get this little extra like resource sharing, experience sharing, and that support, because everyone's a learner, it's it's a really lovely environment. It gets you through in situations where you say you might be floundering in a sentence. And then thirdly, you get the other side of, of travel. You get a holiday, right? Fun or a vacation. Fun, relaxation, laughter, great food. So, and you don't really have to worry about it because, you know, that's what you pay for. The focus is not on language performance. It is sort of on like the good things in life. And I think those three elements i just wanted to summarize them because the key with a retreat is step out of learner mode step into this like speaker mode so that you can apply what you're learning and i think lots and lots of contact friendly group support and tutor support and then the fun relaxation and laughter these are all incredibly important elements that make up a good language learning experience you know a very positive um, beneficial language learning experience so i'm just going to say those again Vast amounts of contact, that's what makes it an immersion experience. Group support and tutor support, so good people around you, basically. And then fun, relaxation, laughter, nice food. So Erin wrote to me. Erin, <laughs> come to your question now. So this is kind of what I was sharing with people. And she wrote back to me and said, well, if a language retreat is something that is way out of the ballpark for someone... How else might they be able to apply their language learning in effective ways? Right now, as much as I would love a retreat, that really isn't an option for me right now. I'm 17, in school, and studying minor languages. So first of all, Erin, 17, this is last year's, um, <laughs> last year's question that I wanted to answer today. So whether you are 17 or 18 now... Oh my God, how cool is it that you're listening to this podcast? You're making me super, super happy and I'm really glad to have you listening. And high five to you for studying languages as well. This is all, you're amazing. Thank you so much. And this question, you've really cracked something, I think. This question is huge. It could completely, how you answer this is, to my mind, an absolute key to how you approach language learning and how it'll how to make a difference to whether you are successful or not. So in today's podcast episode, I'm not going to answer this whole question because it's simply too big, but I wanted to share one idea that I've previously mentioned on the show and I think is just so, so super cool. So we're going to go into a little bit more detail on one idea that I just, I'm just taken with that is just really, really great. And Erin, you can do this 100% and every single listener can absolutely do this. And it is a way to apply your language learning and remember what we're aiming for with, with to recreate this type of experience, to, to get all of the boost that you get from a retreat, because it really is a boost. And if you listened to the recent Fluent Show, I'll put it in the show notes, recent Fluent Show episode where I spoke to Renato, Katarina and Anne, who all were at the Munich retreat. If you listen to that episode, um, one of the surprising things is that the boost doesn't just fade the boots the boot <laughs> the boost stays with you for a long 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 time 
like six months later, 12 months later. Um, we've now got people regularly inquiring, saying, hey, can I come on another retreat? You know, when are you running the next one? It's a real, it's a, it's a boost that motivates you more. So anyway, enough about retreats. That's not what we're talking about because Erin is right. It's not accessible for everybody right now, you know. Sometimes the dates don't match up. Sometimes you can't afford it. Sometimes you, you might just not feel like that is the right kind of environment for you. Sometimes you want to do it yourself. So let's talk about doing it yourself. And the three pillars that we had, vast amounts of contacts, friendly group support, fun, relaxation, laughter, food. Boom. And the idea I have for you today, hope you get excited, is... Dun, 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 designing your own immersion day. What? How does that sound? Designing your own, like, imagine it like a retreat light. <laughs> you know, design, have you ever considered this? Design your own language immersion day. So what we're talking about is boosting and who says a day? You could do a weekend, you know. So that, what we're talking about is boosting everything for one short period of time and just seeing how much you can get out of it. All right, are you ready? Let's talk about this immersion day. And I've collected kind of a sample or an idea of how it could go. So don't take this as your ultimate instructions. This is meant to inspire you. I've got loads and loads of tips. And I think some of these might really, really fit and hopefully get you to think about how everything fits together when you're putting this day together. Because an immersion day, of course, you can just, yeah, you can, if you live on a Mexican border, you probably have Spanish speakers around you anyway. So, you know, you could just like take a little day trip or I can go to Wales for the weekend, but I can't just like go to China for the weekend. That's, that's not exactly what's going to work. So today we're going to we're not going to not think about even traveling. I'm going to, I'm going to try and share lots of things with you that help you engage with the target language and culture from exactly where you are sitting or walking or driving right now. Tip number one, make sure you prep. Everything I'm saying for you to you today, all these tips and I'm going to share them all in the show notes. So have a have a look at all these tips, see what will apply to you and then really prep. So set a date in the diary. That's like that's like tip number 1. Don't just go, okay, oh this is brilliant. Yeah, I'm going to do immersion day starts right now. Because because you might you might not it's too easy to come out of it then. But if you're prepping just a little bit and you're going, okay, so I think my next Russian immersion day is going to be the 2nd of July uh, or perhaps the 2nd of August, whatever you choose. Queue up those podcasts. Decide what you're going to read. Book conversations in your target language. Look around where you live for restaurants that, that might suit your, your target there. Listen to the Top Tools episode from last week. You know, choose some new language learning tools you know, prep to switch more things into Russian that are perhaps a that you're able to switch into Russian or whatever your target language is. You really think about how you're going to design your day because we are talking about designing your day so that then you can live a really good version of it. So make sure you prep, set a date for it. Tip number two, in the morning, imagine you're waking up, stretching, 
put on the radio or the TV or perhaps a podcast in your target language. So try to take in your target language first thing in the morning. So it, the first thing that you hear, the first thing that you see is going to be your target language. And then say so you're going brushing your teeth and you kind of bleary eyed. I don't know. It's just, is that just me in the mornings? And you're coming downstairs, perhaps, or you're going into your kitchen, you're making your coffee, you're making your tea, you're making your breakfast. How about a little bit of self-talk, talking yourself through what you are doing in your target language, perhaps talking about what you've got planned for the day, perhaps doing even a bit of a gratitude list in your target language. So just talk about like, oh, you know, today... Heute ist alles super, ich bin froh, ich habe Frühstück, das ist total lecker, der Kaffee riecht super. You know, just really like talk yourself through it. It doesn't matter if you make mistakes because you will just be looking for, looking for those words. And if you have a lot of English in your head and you find yourself going, going into I'm translating mode, try and talk around the words, like resist that urge to whip out your mobile phone, look everything up in the bilingual dictionary. Think about how you could explain around it. So if you don't know the word for smell, what else could you say? Like, oh, this is making me feel really good or something like that. Okay, so that's, that's breakfast. And then most people commute. So in this scenario that I'm talking about, um, there might be a commute. You might be driving and of course you might be listening to target language podcasts or radio already. So you know what to do. Or if you get the train or you get the bus or whatever to where you work, you could read in your target language. Or if you're feeling ambitious, if you're driving, have you considered putting your SatNav or SatNav app on? on a route that you already know, but then switching it to your target language. So you just get to play a little bit. Now, I accept not everybody speaks the target language in their workplace. Erin, in your school, if you rock up and start speaking your target language only, it might be difficult. So we've got to be realistic here. And sometimes we've got to go allow good things in and not stop them because they're not perfect. So, so one rule, I'm going to repeat this later as well, again, is do not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. It's something that um, Gretchen Rubin, who I find very inspiring, has said, and, and it's something that's really sticking with me and is a helpful little mantra, a helpful little thing to say to yourself at various points, really. So with this design your own immersion day, again, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, because if you're doing pretty good, Why scold yourself because you're not perfect? Now, lunchtime. There's your next opportunity. Lunch could be your chance to go out with another learner. Perhaps someone, if you're in school, perhaps someone from your class, someone from your tutor group, talking in your target language, do as much as you can. Perhaps even have a language exchange or even an old school phone conversation. If your grandma speaks a heritage language and that's the language you're learning, it's time to call grandma. So just remember to get out of the building because at lunchtime it's good to, you know, go out and get a little bit of fresh air. But there's so many opportunities. So I would make lunch your chance to to speak because you'll be you'll be fairly switched on in your target language. If you prefer to do social media or if you like to do social media, that's totally doable in your target language. Again, remember to prep and decide how you're going to engage with your target language on social media. You may want to create an all-target language account. 
I recently made one on Instagram inspired by Elizabeth Bruckner, who's doing this in French and Spanish. Amazing, amazing. So there's a Kersey Dusky account where you can follow a really random error riddled witterings in Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> if if you wish to do so but either way so there's an all there's the option of an all target language account where you say okay i only post and comment in my target language i only follow only follow accounts in my target language or maybe you want to set up a twitter list set up a twitter list in your target language i think that is super super useful because it gives you a chance to switch your your twitter timeline almost completely into another language but without without missing out on updates. So it's a really, really good way of doing it. If you want a tutorial on that, how to create a Twitter list, it's included in this course that I teach called Focus and Fluency. And that is in the show notes for you. It's a course about how to develop a stress-free approach to productivity as a language learner. So if you find yourself stressing out and feeling not productive enough, that's the focus of Focus on and fluency, uh, do check it out. It's it's right there for you. So that's social media sorted. Again, you might need to go back to work. You might need to go back to school. Life might not be perfect all day long, but after work, it's time to refuel and relax. So by now, you might be in the mood for some music. You can find lots of cool playlists on, on let's say, Spotify, for example, or even on YouTube. You might find... Uh, you're hungry so look out for a nice meal look at cooked at your favorite restaurant in your target country target culture target language or if that's not available to you you might easily be able to find a recipe in your target language so dare yourself to cook in your target language and again might need a little bit of prep for that you know just make sure you know that vocab make sure you know the words for you know you don't mix up the word for salt and sugar because that might be a mess or you might want to take a trip to the cinema. Yes, they might show subtitles in English or in German or whatever language you don't want to see. But again, do not let the perfect be the enemy of the good. So this way, from waking up in the morning, first thing in your target language, all the way to going all the way to the evening and enjoying a bit of downtime in your target language, it is possible to design your own immersion day. And on those days, if your monolingual best friend wants to go and hang out, remember, <laughs> you know, maybe you can reschedule with them. Maybe you can reschedule your own immersion day. So it, it requires a little bit of prep, but challenge yourself to do it because it's a lot of fun and it's just something that you can try out. And that gives you, as we said at the start, vast amounts of language contact in a short period of time you can design then the friendly group support and really engage with other learners and it gives you fun relaxation laughter and good food <laughs> and those to me are the essentials of a, a language retreat no matter if it's a half day long at home where you live or it's totally in the country other important ideas that i just wanted to mention that, that are not really related to designing your own immersion day, but I, I've seen uh, as benefits of a retreat. So again, these are things that um, I would say look out for them and, and build those into your language learning retreat, uh, retreat into your language learning routine, Erin. Number two is really, so number one is just this vast amount of contact. Number two is tutor support. So do make sure there is a good tutor. Like, um, If you want to apply what you're learning, it's helpful. And by tutor, I don't mean somebody who just kind of 
tells you new things and always loads new things into your brain. But the, the tutor function in, in a retreat environment is a lot of the time to observe what you're saying and then prompt you and just correct you mildly and kind of just be there and remind you to use the language in, in this particular way or remind you, you know, this is the way we structured a sentence. And they, they shouldn't even tell you, here's how we do this. They should just sort of perhaps repeat back something that you said but slightly corrected so that you can just notice it or they might demonstrate and model correct language use for you. So you want a lot of tutor support and it's great because they'll know w what you in particular need. You might have this already because you're in school so your your teacher might be able to to do a lot of that for you. So, you know. Number two, three, sorry, <laughs> good company. So that's something to, to look out for. A lot of us get this through social media. If you can, take it one step further and find somebody offline who is also good company for you in language learning. I would highly recommend it. And then the final point, la dolce vita. So make sure that you do have enjoyable, fun. It could be delicious things. It could be just really good music. You know, make sure you find stuff that you, you just enjoy in your target language where you can engage with it for pleasure could be anything like f for me with Welsh it's very often just going there going to gigs and you know attending events because I really like the community it's a fairly small community with Chinese I don't know yet quite what it is but I might well I think I think the food might make a difference <laughs> so it's it's different for every language it doesn't have to be it doesn't even have to be something that you share this is your personal choice And listeners, of course, I've got to mention this. If you do want to join me at the next language retreat, you do want to, you know, like just come all the way because they are happening and they're so much fun. I'm planning a German one. It's going to be the last one for 2019. And we are returning to beautiful, majestic, thousand-year-old, wine-fueled Trier in December. I think it's Germany's best mulled wine. If you've never had white wine, mulled wine, just come along. I am going to put a link in the show notes as well. So it's not open for you to book yet, but just mark your mark your diaries or mark your plans. If you're interested in coming to a German retreat, the next one's in Trier and we're doing a Christmas market retreat again. So that's in early December. That's it really from me for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this idea of designing your own immersion day. Erin, I hope you found this helpful. Listeners, as always, if you liked the episode, please don't be silent about it. Please share it on social media or tweet about the episode or just tell a friend, really. Go to your podcast app, leave us a review. Thank you so, so much. Or simply text a friend. Don't mind. <laughs> I just I, I love hearing where you listen to the show. And of course, if you haven't done an intro in your target language yet, remember, all you need to say is your name, where you're from, what language you're speaking, and you're listening to The Fluent Show in your target language. Record it, package it up, send it to me, Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N at fluentlanguage.co.uk. That's it from The Fluent Show for this week. Next week, Lindsay's back and we're talking business.